Welcome to Becoming Your Greatest Possible Self. I am Chris Burns, America's number one motivational speaker for fiery inspiration and GPS coach for entrepreneurs and high achievers. Each episode, we interview leaders and great role models who make a massive impact in the world to help you master yourself, take courageous action, and make every day your best day ever. Ladies and gentlemen, Joshua is about to come on and blow your mind about all he's doing being a celebrity ghostwriter, copywriting, building your authority. Before that, I want to talk to you because you are becoming your greatest possible self. However, I can support you with that. Let me know. If it's being a guest on the 12-hour marathon, if it's launching your own podcast, if it's coming to our Bali Flow and Fire retreat coming up here in November, would love to bring you out and help you become a much more impactful, influential influencer and leader and epic human being. Let's talk. You can find Find me on facebook.com forward slash th3 burns. You can find me on Instagram at I am millionaire Chris, and you can also send me an email, Chris at beergps.com. Looking forward to hearing from you. Next up is the iTunes review of the week, and this week it's by Hannah1125. Hannah says, Always a nugget. Chris shows up with such authentic interest in the guest and the audience. Every single show has a golden nugget that I can start implementing in my life right away. Feels like Chris really believes we can all become our greatest self and consistently shows us how. This isn't in your ear. You are missing out on loads of inspiration, action, and your own greatness. Hannah, thank you so much for giving us that review. And for you listening right now, definitely subscribe to the podcast, beergps.com forward slash iTunes, or search Greatest Possible Self, and you can stay subscribed and keep getting all the latest and greatest for becoming your greatest possible self. And if you want to get a chance to get shouted out on a future 12-hour live stream, go give us a review on iTunes, and then you might be uh, shouted out on next week or a future week's marathon. I love you. I appreciate you. Thanks for tuning in. I'm going to introduce Joshua in just a sec here. Before that, grab a piece of paper. This dude is a freaking genius. I loved our pre-interview call, and he's just so full of, of just concise powerful golden nuggets like i felt like every sentence he spoke on our pre-interview call was just so so powerful so definitely stay tuned he's going to be sharing the goal with you and let's introduce him and we'll bring him on the screen every day joshua lezek helps authors manifest the mission behind their voice joshua is the world's only award-winning, celebrity-recommended, number one international best-selling certified professional ghostwriter He's the founder of the Entrepreneur's Wordsmith, LLC, Ohio's first certified professional ghostwriter, a multiple-time number one international best-selling ghostwriter, a Forbes contributor ghostwriter, a TEDx speaker, and a two-time published novelist. Since 2011, Joshua has ghostwritten 40 books. 40 books. That's a lot. <laughs> it has been featured in TED, TEDx, BBC Radio London, Founder, American Express, Yahoo, Fatherly, The Huffington Post, The Right Life, The Side Hustle Show, CarolRoth.com, and numerous other outlets. During a recent podcast, Dilbert Comic Creator and New York Times bestselling author Scott Adams recommended Joshua Lizek to aspiring authors who need help writing and publishing a book. And this guy is a freaking legend, and we're blessed to have him here with us today on the marathon. Joshua, are you ready to rock the house, my man? 
Indeed, I am, Chris, with an epic introduction. I have to give you a job as my hype man. <laughs> I love it, man. Thank you so much for being on here. We're going to have a lot of fun becoming our GPS, greatest possible selves, together. Let's dive right into the theme of today, which is the power of authority. And Joshua, you were one of the reasons I created this theme for today. So what does that mean for you, the power of authority? Yes, the power of authority is being the go-to expert in your industry, in your field, in your space. When people say, you know, I need help with X, you are their X factor. Mm. When people say, I need someone to help me with Y, everyone says, we need to talk to you. You're everyone's X, you're everyone's Y (laughs) in this case. And when people think, who is the most credible voice I should go to? When maybe there's a news story, when maybe there is a, a disruption in their industry, when maybe there's an exciting program that's coming out, but it's untested and they want to know, is this legit? Mm-hmm. They go to you. Authority brings with it credibility. It brings it with, with it the status of being the go-to expert. And of course, it is by being the person who's able to say, I wrote the book on my industry. If you're able to say that, you, my friend, are the authority. Dang. <laughs> Joshua, this is fire, and I love it. It's, it's so simple. Like, Who do people turn to when there's a problem in an industry, in a niche, in a certain field? When people recommend you, you are the authority, and that's the power of authority. You get additional business. Like you just, you're you're the you're the hero. You're the number one. You're the you're the one at the top. So I love it. And let's talk a little bit more about what you're doing for people at uh, you know the entrepreneurs wordsmith and ghostwriting. I mentioned it in your intro, but in your own words, man, tell us a little bit more about who you are, what you stand for, what your clients come to you for. Absolutely. Let's rewind the clock a little bit back to good old childhood. When I was a youngster, my lifetime ambition was to become a published novelist. Before I was legal drinking age here in the States, I had myself a two book publishing deal with an independent publishing house. I was 20 years old. At the time, I was building up kind of a freelance writing business on the side, a story which you can find in my TED Talk. That's what that's all about. And at the time, I was promoting my books. I'm doing the book fairs. I'm doing the book events. I'm signing copies for my fans, taking selfies, living the life as an author <laughs> at ripe old age of 20. It just so happens that a few of my clients, independently of one another, came across my books and they read them. And they're like, oh my God, Joshua, it's midnight. I'm 50 pages into this book. I don't know exactly how you did this because I don't read fiction. Yet here I am in chapter seven. What did you do to me? A and B. Please do this for me too. I say, what do you what does this mean? They say back to me, I'd like you to write my story, my experiences, pass on my legacy to the next generation, yes. share my trials, tribulations, right. and victories, ups, downs, everything in a memoir, an autobiography, a nonfiction book, self-help, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. And like a real idiot, I said no for for a little while. <laughs> One particular client, um, a prolific technology inventor and serial entrepreneur. He pursued me because he loved my book. He guess he loved my book so much. Yeah. He finally came to me and I said, yes, sure. Fine. I'll help you with your book. And I've been saying, yes, sure. Fine. I'll help you with your book ever since. <laughs> Why did you say no in the beginning? Yes, because I had the idea that I, I was an author, right? Oh, I, yeah, I write my own books. Right. I did not even know that there was a profession where you get hired to write books for other people. <laughs> Wildly <laughs> enough, oh, how times have changed. That's However, right. I don't think of a ghostwriter as someone who writes stuff for people mm. and then someone pays to slap their name on it. That's not quite how this works. Mm. I like to think of ghostwriting as acting in print. 
I also have a background as a professional uh, a theater actor yeah. doing a, a stage, comedy, stand-up, a uh, little bit of uh, improvisational action there. And so I know how to portray an audience that keeps the audience or how to portray a character that keeps the audience on the edge of their seats. And that's exactly what the objective of a ghostwriter is, is not just to write a book that shares your ideas. Their job, my job, is to write the best version of your book so that your book pulls people in from page one, persuades them to adopt your ideas, your framework, try your process out, and then it gently pushes them to take the next step with you. That's how book readers become booked high ticket clients. I have authors who make a million dollars off of their book because it does that. I have authors who get booked solid to the point that they, for the first time in their career, have to have a waiting list because they offer one-on-one services. People who sell out their online programs in Mastermind, again, have to have a waiting list because the book does its job maybe a little too well. And I like to borrow the strategy of Jay Conrad Levinson, Mm. who wrote Guerrilla Marketing. Mm. He said that his first book, Guerrilla Marketing, made him $10 million. Mm. The realties only paid about 30 grand, but the the spinoff books, the products, programs, speaking, consulting, coaching, accounted for the reigning $9,970,000. That's the mindset I take with every book and every author that I take on. You can have an audience as small as 1,000 people or less Mm. and still make big money Mm. from a book. And it sounds like, Joshua, a lot of uh, writers or authors who have either considered writing a book or who have already written a book are leaving money on the table and not not really cashing in on the potential of their book because they just use it as a quote-unquote business card, as I think has been a common phrase. And they're not actually hitting all those points that you mentioned about how do I captivate a reader? How do I like encourage them to take the next step and see me as the authority, as the person who can really solve their problem? And the way that you put it together, especially with the copywriting background and this, this emotional journey, really makes people like a heck yes, I got to work with this person, hence the waiting line for one-on-one coaching and clients and things like that. Absolutely. Unfortunately, there's a lot of uh, snake oil sludge out there that aspiring authors can kind of get their book ideas stuck in. So what we have as our North Star is always be pointed towards how can I get readers excited to contact me, the author, in some way and work with me. Again, that's hire me as a consultant, bring me in as a speaker to deliver my keynote, join my program, buy my product, buy the next book. So there's always something next. So that $15 purchase can become a $1,500 e-program or e-course that they buy or $15,000 one-on-one coaching or mastermind that they purchase. And there's a really exciting way that you can get people to do this. If we could, uh, I think we mentioned about this on the free interview, Chris, I talked about the six pillars of influential content. Shall we dive into that? Yep. Let's go, man. Perfect. So everyone listening, I know about 90% of you, you want to write a book. This, what I'm going to say next, applies to you. It also applies to the remaining people who've either already done it Mm. or are in a position where it's just not on their radar right now. So the idea of influential content, if you're a human being, you communicate in one way or another for a living. Even if you work in the inside of an organization, in HR, Mm. you write emails, man. (laughs) (laughs) So you communicate. So the idea of influential content is that you inspire people, you motivate people to take that next step with you. You influence Mm -hmm. them in some way. Just as Robert Cialdini has the six principles of influence, Mm -hmm. I have the six pillars of influential content. Love it. What you build everything on, what I build everything off my clients, whether it's a 300-page book 
or a 300 word article they post on LinkedIn to build awareness Mm. for their brand. The first pillar of influential content, Chris, is credibility. Mm. Now, usually you build this pillar up in the very first chapter, the introduction chapter one, because it's here where you're essentially selling the book. Mm. You have to actually sell people inside of the book to buy the book. Because nowadays you can get on Barnes & Noble or Amazon and read the first the first Preview, chapter or yeah. so yeah. for free. Yeah. So if you're going to get people to buy the book, you have to hook them. So mm. chapter one is essentially a sales letter in which you build credibility. Yeah. Now, the wrong way to do this is to list off your resume, your CV inside of chapter one. Complete disaster if you do that. People yeah. are going to be like, why are they trying to convince me they're credible enough to write this book? Aren't mm. they the author of the book? Yeah. It's a little bit uh, a little bit too much. The yeah. author doth, doth promote too much. Yeah. <laughs> Real credibility looks like how you introduced me today, Chris. Mm. You said Josh Lysak is the only award-winning celebrity recommended number one international best-selling certified professional ghostwriter in the world. That's mm. a unique angle on credibility that I have. I've cornered that that area of credibility. Mm. So only I can erect that pillar. Mm. For you listening. There is a unique angle of credibility that you have that no one else can master. So when you're introducing yourself, your role as an author in the beginning of your book or in your next blog post, share a little bit about what makes you a unique, credible voice in your space that no one else can match. That's the first pillar. And Joshua, would you say to really discover that unique angle, is it to look at you know, what people are passionate about, what they've already achieved, uh, what is their experience? Like, How do you really pinpoint that? Because it seems like there's a lot of data to sort through and sift through to be able to create that unique, magical kind of title. Yes, exactly. Now, something interesting, I, I want to make sure that this is clear. Think of yourself as a composite. Right. Not, not, nobody is 100% one thing. Right. We'll have a little bit of experience here, a little bit of experience there, a little bit of experience somewhere else. Uh-huh. Right. So I'm not the winner of the most awards of all writing that's ever existed. I didn't say that. Uh-huh. I'm this and this and this and this and this. Uh-huh. All of those together create this unique composite, a unique credibility that I have that no other publishing professional in the world can match. And it's the same for you. There are hobbies you have that you're really darn good at that when combined with the years of experience you have, when combined with maybe the stages you've spoken on, when combined with other things that you've done, you can kind of piece all of these together to create a unique picture of credibility that no one else can match. Epic. Epic, Joshua. I love it. Okay, so that's number one, credibility. What's number two? Tell us a second. Number two, yes, is connection. Now, what do I mean by connection? Well, one of the top negative reviews we're seeing on business and self-help books nowadays, that's like 100% of the audience. I know 100% of you have either read, (laughs) the last book you read is either about business or about self-help, maybe both in some way or another. (laughs) And maybe you've had this thought about one of the books you last read. You got to the end of it or got to the end of a chapter and you thought to yourself, gosh, I feel inspired. I want to go take action. And then you don't know what to do. Something doesn't quite connect. You're like, okay, I know what I'm supposed to do kind of, but I don't know how. There's something that's missing, right? The idea of connection is that you give your readers everything they need to take action and then some Mm. design the table of contents like the hero's journey 
with the reader as the protagonist. You are taking them from the land of suckage, where they are now, (laughs) to being a hero at the top of the mountain. So what are you going to be able to help them do? What are the new skills they're going to develop? Strengths they're going to manifest? New uh, belief shifts that they're going to make in order to challenge their own status quo? Not enough books leave you with hope that it can get better. It's just BS textbooks. Even some of the popular best-selling stuff. If you're a debut author, you want to give your readers hope that it can get better, whatever Mm -hmm. that looks like for them. So in order to connect the topic of your book Mm -hmm. to what it is that your readers actually want, what you need to do is go over the top. And this Mm -hmm. is going to come again, uh, this is going to come up again when we talk about the the fifth of the six pillars. By over the top, I mean, as we say in Ohio, give away the farm. Mm -hmm. All of your best tactics, techniques, tips, Put them all in the book. Don't worry about people, oh, well, if I give everything away, then they won't need to buy my program or join my course. That's not true. You are using the psychology of persuasion to give people too much to the point that they're not even 40% of the way through the book and they feel overwhelmed. They're mm-hmm. thinking, if I do it this, if I, if I do this, I have to follow this book, the way that this book describes it. For example, maybe your book is about web marketing. You want to give every one of your best strategies away in this book so that they're on the chapter about webinars. They want to stop the book and go back and do everything step by step the way you said it. And then they look at the copy or the chapter on copywriting. And then there's a chapter on reputation management online. And they're like, I need to do it the way that this author lays it out. But I don't know how I'm going to do all of this. Like, there's just so much I feel so overwhelmed. Ah, and then you, the author, come to the rescue. What you do is you offer throughout each chapter content upgrades Mm -hmm. for free. You say, web marketing example, let's run with this. In the web marketing example book, maybe you have a chapter on funnel building and you give every, uh, you know, you give all the the step-by-step tips for building an amazing high conversion funnel. People at the end of the chapter are like, oh my God, I have to do it this way. But it's just, how, how, where do I even start? There's just so much here. I need to do it this way. Then what you do at the end of the chapter is you say, you don't have to create this funnel yourself. Mm -hmm. I've actually created, inside of ClickFunnels, a free download where you can download my landing page with the copy, everything all ready to go. Mm -hmm. Just go here, put in your email, and you'll get it for free. And the people, the readers, are like, oh my God. (laughs) Cheap. It's easy. It's it's quick. There's no better way to do this, to Mm -hmm. implement what's in this book than to go get this free content upgrade. Now they're in your funnel. Mm-hmm. Now they can decide, sign up for a discovery call with you. Now they can watch your webinar for your premium program. And that's how you go from having a small audience. Mm-hmm. You don't have to sell a million copies to make a million bucks. What you've done is you've connected what it is that you can do to what it is that your readers desire. You, my friend, have created a powerful value proposition with your second pillar. Mm-hmm. I love it. So connection is, like you said at the beginning, to take action. It's to really get them to take that next step in with a book. It's to give so much great value away from the very beginning. You know, give all the best strategies, all the best tactics. And then when people get that, they're like, oh my gosh, this is awesome. And oh my gosh, there's a next step. There's a there's a free upgrade. There's a checklist. There's a cheat sheet. There's a, a thing that is going to help make my life easier. And all I got to do is go to this website and I'll get immediate results. It'll give me the template, the framework, the, the ease. So 
I don't have to do this on my own? Oh my gosh, yes. And at that point, the connection is made from book and one way that people find out about you because a book is one way and there's you know different ways that people can find out about you, YouTube, podcast, social media, etc. But the book is what we're talking about today is one of the most powerful like authority building methods. They discover your book and then the content upgrade is to get them into the sales funnel because just the book, it's like they're kind of disconnected from your ability to reach them, so to speak, with a, uh, a message. It's like everything in the book is there. They have to turn the pages though. They have to take the action. As soon as they opt in or whatever it might be to get that resource, now it's like, okay, now we're really building a relationship. Now I have the ability to reach you, to touch you, to say, hey, this is your email. I'm going to give you all the good, great stuff even more than was in the book. So that next step is the action and creates connection. Indeed, indeed. And it's very important that this, so there actually is another pillar we'll get to that is specific about the, the call to action. The okay. idea of this pillar is that you're connecting everything that you can talk about mm -hmm. to what it is that your readers want. Because you can give away freebies and say, go put your email in here. It's going to come across as an advertisement, yeah. a 300 page advertisement. Yeah. If you're not connecting mm -hmm. everything in that table of contents to what it is that your readers desire. This is where so many books that are designed to generate leads for the author yeah. just completely blow it. They, the, uh, it's almost like the author consulted uh, uh, the, uh, um, their ego and said, what do I want to write about? <laughs> right? Ha, 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 ha. And then they just start writing or typing it out. Yeah. And they're like, oh, that's good enough. They hand it off to a vanity publisher who runs with it, puts it in print, and it gets, and it gets a two-and-a-half-star rating out of five. <laughs> Actually, I saw a book like that just this morning. It was a 175-page book. One star reviews like you've never seen, oh just gosh. paling at this book because it was basically 150, 175 page advertisement for the person's course. That is how you do it wrong. The yeah. content of the book actually has to connect the readers to the outcome that they desire, mm -hmm. but do it so well that they can't help but take that next step with you. So that's the, that's the second pillar is connection. I love it. Great, Joshua. What's the third one? The third pillar is compelling. The idea is that all content must be compelling. Well, what exactly does the word compelling mean? It means it pulls you in. Mm -hmm. It keeps you reading. In short, do not write a textbook. By textbook, I mean the type of textbook that your college professors had you buy but never actually read. Yep. It's very boring. It's written at like a 12th grade <laughs> level or above. It's just not cool. If you come from an academic background or from a business-to-business -business type of, a, a type of a, an organization, this is going to be a, a little bit of a challenge because what you need to do, and I, I hate this phrase, but they always say, dumb it down. <laughs> but really what you're doing is you're simplifying. Mm. As Mark Twain said, you don't need to use a $5 word when a 50-cent word will do. So think in terms of simplicity. How can you communicate a complex or abstract idea, such as building a high-converting funnel? in such simple language that someone in fourth or fifth grade could understand it and then go do it. That's the level of simplicity. Actually, the fourth, fifth grade reading level is the industry standard within traditional publishing. I do help authors go down the path to get the agent and the book deal and all that. And I'm sure making sure to tell both people who go down any path of publishing that what you need to do is make sure it's fourth or fifth grade level. Interestingly enough, in the last United States presidential election, the candidate from one party who was favored to win spoke at a 12th grade level in every speech. Mm. The candidate who was 
not at all favored, <laughs> spoke at a fourth grade level. Wow. Yet it was the fourth grade level candidate who won. And I think that there's something very powerful to take away from that, which is if you're speaking above a lot of people's heads, you're going to miss a lot of people. Yeah. The idea of a book is that it should be broad enough that you can hand it to the CEO of your ideal prospect, your ideal prospect company. Yeah. The CEO can hand it to their vice president. Enjoy it. Vice president hands it to the intern in marketing. Intern in marketing hands it to their partner, their boyfriend, or their girlfriend. Girlfriend gives it to her mom. Mom gives it to the so on and so forth. 92% of book sales ultimately result from word of mouth marketing. Yep. So it has to be simple enough that you can get that word of mouth marketing engine going for your business and writing in a compelling way, AKA simple, fourth grade level, use of visual language, metaphors, that's gonna help you create influential content. Wow, wow. So it's, it's really the compelling, it's to be able to reach the most amount of people, number one's the simplifying, but also it's like, I think it really goes to the connection too, because you, you really get to connect with people and what they want and to make it actionable. And I know you mentioned calls to action in the future. So these all feel really intertwined and important and, and like significant with each other. And if you missed one, then like you'd be missing a, a really important piece of the puzzle. So that's why they're the pillars. <laughs> Absolutely. My, my clients consider me their personal authority architect because we build their book on all six pillars, not just the one, but all six together serve a powerful persuasion foundation for their content. Mm. Mm, so, so gold, Joshua. So this is great. We are halfway through these pillars. Let's go to number four, man. What is the fourth pillar? Fantastic. And now about halfway through the hour as well. So let's just jump <laughs> onto it, okay? Flying through, man. <laughs> this is one of my favorite pillars of the six. It is number four, number four, the fourth pillar is counter industry. They mm. all start with the C, of course. The fourth pillar is counter industry. Now, what do I mean by counter industry? You as either an A-list celebrity, a household name entrepreneur, who I ghostwrite for quite a bit, or maybe you're the breakout star of tomorrow. You notice that there's prevailing wisdom, quote, common sense, unquote, that is just terrible, okay? Every time you hear it, you have to correct your prospects because they say, well, I saw this person on MSNBC, or I, saw, I caught this clip on Netflix, or there was a documentary on such and such, and it was the expert, right, who was being interviewed because they have a, an MD or whatever behind their name, and you just sat there shaking your head, just like, no. No, that's terrible. That's not how it's done. Mm -hmm. now, you have unique expertise, unique credibility. Yeah. So you know that in your experience. You have clients who've done it differently. This is especially useful for people who are in the self-help market. They're in the health and wellness market. Mm -hmm. They're in a business or entrepreneurship or marketing where you found a way to get your clients results that goes different from what the prevailing wisdom out there, maybe even to the point of being the exact opposite. For example, I had one client, she made a 70X return on what she paid me from this process. Just extraordinary, industry unparalleled return from our process together. If there was any one pillar that we built higher than any of the others, it was this one. Now this particular author, she's in the world of web marketing and in everything that's talking about product launches and funnels and blah, 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 
everybody says, you know, you've got to have your website up. you got to have this. you got to check off all these boxes before you launch something, right? Mm-hmm. Well, her perspective was launch ugly. Mm-hmm. Build the most basic, ugly website that you can possibly throw up there with just, it's okay if everything is black and white, Times New Roman, 12 point font. Right. You don't have to hire a designer. You don't even have to have the videos done. You know, as soon as you have an idea for a product and can start marketing it, market it. Don't even build the thing yet, mm-hmm. right? So this went completely against all of the advice about being prepared and having a business plan and all this that's out there. And she was a wildly popular, wildly successful author because of this counter industry pillar alone. You don't have to have a nose for controversy or be kind of a provocateur type in order to benefit from this pillar. You can just merely explain to your readers Basically saying something like this in chapter one, chapter two, at the beginning of the book, you say, there's a reason you're buying my book. There's a reason you're buying my book is because you wanted to try something new because everything else you've tried hasn't worked. You're looking for hope, hope that it can be better, hope that things can change. You've been sold a false hope before. You've spent money. You've put in effort into this and you haven't gotten the results yet. Before I share with you why you have a good reason to have hope that it can be different, and that it will be different 300 pages from now, you say, let me first tell you why you haven't got results. You've been trying A strategy, B process, C methodology, and here's why they don't work. Boom. You are now the first person that they have found who's told them to the honest-to-goodness truth. Do you think they're going to trust you more than they trust anyone else on your topic at this point? Darn right you are. <laughs> Dang. Dude, so this is, Joshua, this is like so powerful because it's really creating a space for them to say, oh, like everything that I've been taught, like, is it all a lie? And and then kind of welcoming them in saying, hey, it's like, it's okay if you did all these things. That's what a lot of people are doing. But here, let me tell you the truth. Let me tell you how it actually is. So you kind of create this, this even deeper connection, you know, go into that connection pillar again, you, you create a, a connection unlike any other, because this is the only place that says it like it is. Absolutely. And you don't have to be offensive or over the top. Just mm. the, the truth itself is mm. sharp enough to cut through the BS that's out there. You know, there's a reason why 90, something, it's something horrific, like 99% of all books nowadays sell fewer than 100 copies wow. in the lifetime of the book. That's not just during launch, the first week, that's in the entire time that they're available. And now with digital publishing, that's into perpetuity. That's until you're dead. Okay, fewer <laughs> than 100 copies, and in large part of it is the fact that that content has not been built upon the six pillars. I think another reason why is again a lot of aspiring authors got stuck in some of the snake oil sludges out there that are all about big promises, you know, with with uh, uh, very little substance that that's involved. Yeah. But whether you decide to work with the publishing professional or go it yourself, the six pillars of influential content will work for you. And we're just on the fourth pillar of the oh six. 
So much, so much gold. I knew it. And by the way, Josh, I, I, Joshua, I want to I just pause this. And for everyone who's tuning in right now, if you're feeling like this is the gold that you've been, you've been seeking, you've been searching for, especially around copywriting, especially around connecting with your audience, writing a book, I want you to take a screenshot of this and post it up on Instagram, post it up on Facebook, and tag me at I am Millionaire Chris on Instagram, Facebook at Chris Burns, TH3 Burns. You can find me there, and I will make sure that Joshua gets it as well because this is super, super powerful, man. For Four pillars deep. Let's go to number five, Joshua. What is it? Fantastic. The fifth pillar is the call to action. Mm -hmm. This is tied very closely to the connection pillar we mentioned early on. You know, imagine if if your if your uh, uh, your your book is being built on these. The call to action is directly opposite the connection pillar, mm -hmm. and the reason why is that it needs to be as easy as possible to go to be connected from the book to whatever comes next. The call to action is where you want to make it as easy as possible. Just go to this one website. Don't have 50 different hyperlinks and bit.ly links all throughout your book. Go get this freebie and that freebie. Sign up here, sign up there. Just make it as simple as possible for people to just go to one website, they put in their email address, and then they get all of the freebies that are mentioned throughout the book. Now, you want to drop this, this link to get the free content upgrades. You can do it casually throughout each chapter or once per chapter at the very end with a sweet call-out box at the very end where it's a different color. Maybe it's kind of got kind of a grayish background, nice, big, bold, exciting letters. And use bullets in the, in the call-out box with all the things that people are going to get so that they're sitting there thinking, huh, I spent $15 on this paperback. There's $1,500 worth of value right here. Another thing that's really important for the call to action pillar, especially if you're launching a book, is to give people scarcity and urgency mm -hmm. alongside the offer for the book itself. Mm -hmm. One of the best ways that you can rocket up the bestseller list rankings, because I consistently get my authors as number one bestseller in hyper competitive categories, mm -hmm. is to get a lot of people to buy your book all at once. Mm -hmm. First day, first hour, first few minutes even. And the way that you do that is in the weeks leading up to your book launch, mm -hmm. through your email, on social media, you're doing these live videos, you're getting in podcasts, you're doing events in your area, you're mentioning that you have this very special offer that's available for a limited time only. Mm -hmm. If you buy the book within 48 hours of the release, you get access to all of these amazing bonuses. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's a module from your course. If you don't have a course or maybe you don't want to give away your course, all you have to do is say, hey, if you go ahead and buy my book within 48 hours, forward the purchase confirmation to me and you will get for free the audiobook edition, MP3, MP3s ready to go right onto your device. And you will also be getting access to a very special 60-minute live question and answer call with me, the author, directly. If this sounds familiar to some people, this is exactly what Pat Flynn of Smart Passive Income did with his latest book launch. Wow. There's a reason why the big names follow the best practices that we all follow in this industry. It's because they work. Don't get too creative here. Just do what works. <laughs> Consistently. Do, you, do you find so. that's a challenge with authors? Do they try to reinvent the wheel on their, their books? Or do you think it's mostly re misinformation about how to create a successful book? I know that there are some stubborn folks out there, but the type of people that I end up talking to are the ones who, who are serious about doing it right and trusting the word of an experienced professional who's done this literally dozens of times. Mm. So I don't get pushback typically from my clients. They say, they say to me, I had a guy today say, Joshua, you're the X factor on my book. I will do whatever you say. 
<laughs> so that's always nice to hear yeah. uh, because it's like, okay, now we don't have to waste time explaining why we do it this way. Mm. We just do it right and get the result right away. That's right. So powerful. So that's the fifth pillar, the call to action, make it as simple as possible. And I also love what you said there about don't make different links for different chapters and different calls to action, but just do one and place that same one throughout the book. And then also do the call out box, do the uh, benefits and things like that. So that people can see all the things that they get, all the, the value, the financial dollar value of everything that's included every time they see that or at the end of every chapter. So they can be reminded of, oh my gosh, this is waiting for me. It's waiting for me. It's waiting. For me. Okay. I'll finally, I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it. Stop pulling my arm, Chris. You know, like it's, it's, it's great stuff. So that's the fifth one. Call to action right next to connection. And what is the final pillar, Joshua? Final pillar is circulation. Mm. Now, I mentioned this earlier briefly when I talked about word of mouth marketing is the number one way that books get sold nowadays. The idea of circulation is that your topic is as broad as possible. Mm. Now, there's someone who's sitting here thinking, wait a second, if it's broad, I thought I'm supposed to niche down because if I'm trying to market something to everyone, I'm marketing it to no one. What gives Joshua? I hear your thoughts, my friend. Let me explain to you what I mean by the, the circulation pillar. Your book can be broad enough that it's useful to just about anyone. Mm. Fantastic case study, The E-Myth by Michael Gerber. Mm. If you are an aspiring business owner, an online entrepreneur, a freaking freelancer, the president of a manufacturing company with 100,000 employees, mm. the CEO of HP, of Apple, that book can benefit you yeah. because it's the fundamentals of building systems inside of a business, whether you're a baker or a stockbroker. Mm. So if you picked up that book, there's something that you can take away regardless of where you're from. Mm. Now, with regard to converting the right readers into being your high-ticket clients, here's what you do. You make sure that Many of the examples you give are from your relationships with your client, which, of course, is your avatar, your ideal type of people you like to work with. Yep. So casually include many examples, many different examples, rather, of how to get results, how to implement what it is that you advise. And it just so happens that the majority of them, roughly 80% of the examples you give, are the type of people that you want to work with yep. so that. When those people read your book, they will see themselves in your clients. Mm -hmm. It's almost like a, a uh, an inverse way of giving a testimonial. I mean, showing testimonials to people, right? It's a different type of social proof. But get this. Your book is social proof people pay for. Mm. Dang. Dang. So gold. So the circulation is really to make it as broad as possible. And especially, we want to give that the systems, The Michael Gerber talks about the systems, but in our specific example of, of whatever our book is, then we want to give applicable information, strategies, exercises, like no matter where people are at to help them. For example, I've, I've been writing a podcasting book, right? Like putting that together and to make it as broad as possible, it might be good to say, you know, all podcasters, there's stuff about launching a podcast or stuff about copywriting, there's stuff about content creation, there's stuff about marketing. Uh, it could just be about podcasting or it could be even broader like content marketing. And in a chat in there, I have a chapter on podcasting. So it really, it, it probably depends on what's the objective of, of the book and how, how specific do we want it to, to make it. But I, I really like where this is going because it's contrary to the niche down uh, wisdom that's been passed along for ages. 
Right, right. You're still making it as super applicable to the niche that you want to reach. So maybe in your case, Chris, you're giving examples of previous podcasters you've worked with. Maybe 80% of those examples, eight out of 10, let's say, are the exact type of podcaster that you want to join maybe one of your premium programs. And the other two are like completely off the wall, totally different, (laughs) you know, but they're they're still there so that they're applicable to other people. Another example, of course, is that book, The E-Myth, right? Mm -hmm. Most of the examples in that book are Main Street, small town America business owners, which is who Michael Gerber wanted to coach. Now, there's other examples, you know, like the big manufacturing companies, a small kind of one person services business. Those examples are in there. But the vast majority are the type of person that when Michael Gerber wants you to read this book, he wants you seeing yourself in them. So that you'll, you'll go to michaelgerber.com, yep. get on his list, and then buy one of his programs. And you can do the same thing with your book. Yeah. So so good, man. This is great. So we covered the six peri- uh, pillars. I want to recap them for everyone who's tuning in. One is credibility. Two is connection. Three is going to be compelling. Number four is counter industry. Number five is the call to action. And then number six is going to be the circulation. So Joshua, I just want to recap. When people get all these pillars into place, what's possible for them, man? Yes, what's possible? What's possible is you become the trusted authority in your space. Mm. And, And more than that, because it's like, okay, well, what does that even mean? Like, okay, I'm the authority in my field. So friggin' what? Well, here's what's so friggin' what. Again. You become the person that everyone goes to. What does everyone look like? Go over to CNN.com or their favorite frenemy, FoxNews.com. Go to the little search bar at the, at the top. Type the words author of, and you will get thousands of hits. And the reason why, when you have the words author of behind your name, you are literally the head and shoulders above the head and shoulders of everyone else in your field who hasn't written a book. Even if you have 50 years fewer of experience than the top competitor in your field. So you'll see that journalists, they go to people who are authors of books. And what's crazy is that news articles, reports, updates in which the journalist is citing an expert who's an author of a book, that literally becomes free PR for the company, for the founder of the company, for the author themselves. So it's not simply a matter of kind of this airy-fairy sort of, oh, I'm an expert now. There's so many different uses, practical uses to build your business on top of your book. And you're thinking, okay, well, what does that look like in terms of return on investment? Are there dollar signs here? Mm -hmm. I've built an amazing free, no subscription required kind of a tool uh, over on my website, a book revenue calculator that allows you to put in your audience size numbers and figure out, okay, if I launched my book today with the audience I have, the products I have, how much could I expect to make from my book? Well, that thing will tell you within the dollar how much you can expect to make from launching a book. And of course, again, the objective is to convert your readers into repeat buyers. Mm-hmm. And so if they're already readers of your book, well, they've already bought from you. So they're not just a, a, a schmuck off the street. They're already a customer, maybe mm. 20 bucks. They bought the Audible version of your book. They bought the audiobook for 15 bucks, maybe. They're still a customer. Yep. So now they're going to be converting into your higher programs at a much, much higher rate. Mm. It's like when I think there's a common phrase when a customer or when a 
someone who has been audience member takes their credit card out and buys something from you, the relationship with you completely changes. It's like a, a new relationship versus just being someone who's wanting all the free stuff. That's right. That's right. And that even applies in the case of the free plus shipping uh, funnel mm. that I'm sure so many of you have seen people do with great success. Yeah. I do that often for my, my clients. I have people as far away as South Africa and Australia that I build those free plus shipping funnels for. Yeah. It's, it's very simple. You know, Even if you're paying $8.95 for shipping, mm. you're still buying something. You're still putting your credit card down. Yeah. And to let all of you in on a little secret, it's not free plus shipping. It's free plus shipping plus handling plus printing the book plus paying for the advertisement mm. plus paying for advertising agency budget plus paying for the virtual assistant. All the stuff is on top of uh, paying for the book. So really what it is for you, the author, it's a strategy to get leads for free because maybe you get a thousand people who request your book. They all pay, you know, nine, 10 bucks, let's say for shipping. Well, it turns out that the cost to print those books, the cost to run the ads, et cetera, amounts to about eight, nine, $10,000. So it breaks even. And then of course people buy the book because you've done the call to action right and you've connected the content to what it is that people want, mm-hmm. you've got them into your funnel. They've already bought from you, so they convert at a much higher rate. I've seen as high as 50% of people who read a book that's mm-hmm. designed this way actually buy the course. It's insane how well this works when you do it right. Um, and so you get leads for free and they become clients right away. It's an amazing process how this works when you do it right. Yeah. Yep, and that's why you know tuning into this interview is just opening up that hey, it's possible. Now the next step is to definitely connect with Joshua and have a conversation with him. We'll tell you all how you can do that in just a second. But Joshua, before that, I want to talk about your experience as a celebrity ghostwriter and what 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 distinctions would you say are there about being a celebrity ghostwriter versus someone who's just ghostwriting for for the the average Joe, so to speak. Yes, yes. So it's a different class of client with different expectations. People mm. who are household names in their industry or even amongst the public, they have different expectations than kind of the, the, the average Joe or Jane does out there. Mm. They expect to be, um, interestingly enough, and, and I know this goes against a lot of expectations about what the A-list types are, but they expect to be called out on their BS mm. by someone who's confident enough to do it. So Rather than the fanboy who's like, oh my God, look at this other person. Oh, I have to get a selfie with you. That type of a person, they want someone, aka me, who's confident enough to say to them, you know, that's a terrible idea. We need to do, we need to do this. So they want someone, because <laughs> very few people in their lives, yeah. in their businesses, in their organizations are willing to do that because, oh, you're this. And it's almost like they have a halo mm-hmm. of protecting their ego, right? So what they want from, from me is to come alongside them and say, hey, we know from our market research in this book category that these are these, these five things you want to write about here in the first chapter, they're not going to fly. People want this instead. And it's like, oh, that's insanely useful because for many of these people, it's the first time in the last 10, 15 years where someone has told them they, that their first idea was wrong and that they should shape it this way instead. Now, I'm not the guy who's coming in there being uh, being a jackass just because I can. <laughs> you know, My ultimate goal is to write something that is influential content that moves people to take the next step um and being willing to speak up and say no that's actually wrong that's that's a a privilege that they're willing to pay for Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Wow. That's, that's, and it's like you said, it's rare because so many people just give them, Oh, whatever you want goes because they have a a longer track record or experience or more money. And it's like, no, what, what we really want is the truth. What we really want is the facts and the logic. And does this actually measure up? Does it make sense? Does the research support this direction? And, uh, you, you bring that, you bring that cold, hard, no BS truth. That's right. That's right. And that's why so many, especially books by, uh, by political public figures, either, either political commentators or actual statesmen and women, yeah. they're just so terrible, is because they hired someone who was not willing to do that. Mm-hmm. So, so the author's first in every idea that maybe was good, but it needed to be reshaped a little bit, yeah. it ended up in the book because the, the freelancer was not willing to kind of speak truth to power a little bit there, yeah. and it just did not turn out, not turn out well. And so the end of the, you know, it, it, the book, it doesn't sell very well. It just reads like a barfy campaign speech. <laughs> even, if you're not a, even if you're not a politician, you're like, how did this book end up being so bad? They're so inspiring when, when they're in person talking right. to people off the cuff. Well, it's because they, they ended up working with someone who was not willing to say, hey, why don't we try it this way instead? I think mm. this is going to be a better version of what you were trying to say. And ultimately, at the end of the day, that's why people end up working with me and my company, Entrepreneur's Wordsmith. Is because we're willing to say, hey, you have a good idea, but there's some uh, there's some gold we need to pan uh, a little bit out of uh, every, everything you're bringing to me. So let's pan it, let's polish it, and let's present it to the world, your best version of your book. That's right. And you do ghostwriting, Joshua, as well as other content creation services. Can you tell us a little bit more about uh, you know copywriting, other, other things that you do? Yes, yes. So I've had a few clients. My, uh, my ghostwriting support into ongoing uh, authority building um, thought leadership activities. So I have several very prominent CEOs across, uh, across the Northern Hemisphere, North America, and Europe, in which on a regular basis, I'm ghostwriting kind of ultimate guides on their topic um, for, their, uh, for the company's website. That's, that's really popular. I have another, another person this day I talked about starting that up with. Um, getting that regular content out there that builds those authority links while also building the authority in the audience. Another thing that I do with authors who really want to keep kind of that creative control over the process, mm-hmm. a little nervous about kind of delegating that to someone else. Um, I have kind of a done with you co-writing sort of a relationship. Um, funny enough, in the last couple of weeks, I've signed up three people for that, for that plan where mm-hmm. yes, you get the end result of a powerful, persuasive, profitable book, that I help you actually go through the process of promoting according to best practices, mm-hmm. but you still get to have that creative outlet of putting all your thoughts on paper, writing the first draft. And then I come along, I screen share, and I literally edit to perfection the first draft you shared with me mm-hmm. under your guidance with your feedback. It's really fun uh, because you get to see your book become amazing in front of your eyes. And yet you still got to kind of that creative outlet of getting up at five and writing for an hour and putting that first draft on paper. Just don't worry about censoring yourself or, or kind mm. of pulling it back. You could just say whatever comes to mind, the uncensored, raw, real version of yourself, and let someone else worry about moving professionalism into your authenticity. 
That's, that's beautiful. Per professionalism and persuasiveness and knowing these, you know, psychological, so to speak, the, the language that the human mind speaks and relates to with, you know, a sense of urgency, you know, that might not just come out naturally in someone's authentic communication, but with your professional support and guidance, uh, it really, it really is executed effectively. And Joshua, I wanted to ask you one other question because I feel the, the level of service provider that you are is, is, uh, exquisite. And I want to just ask you, what, what do you think it is? Is there a, a special characteristic or quality about you and how you uh, offer your services and ghostwriting that you feel makes you stand out from uh, other service providers? It doesn't even have to be in the same industry, but what do you feel is your uh, special sauce that makes you stand out? Yes, yes. So uh, the idea of ghostwriting, I mentioned that it's acting in print. Mm -hmm. I take the art of ghostwriting and I've made it a science. I'm the only ghostwriter in the world that uses a software-driven process to ghostwrite in someone else's voice. I use the best practices and kind of tips and secrets from stylometry, which is the science of an author's voice. And we use this software-driven approach to recreate every author's authentic voice so that when a reader reads your book that, you, that I ghostwrite for you, they can't tell you work with a ghostwriter. You can't even tell you work with a ghostwriter. I have testimonial <laughs> upon testimonial of my author saying, uh, Joshua, so I read this and I thought this was the most amazing thing I'd ever read. And I got a little bit pride, uh, proudful, uh, you know, uh, proud and, and kind of prideful thinking, wow, I'm, th I'm this smart. I'm this well. I couldn't <laughs> tell that you'd wrote it. I thought I did. <laughs> it's like, I am good. <laughs> That's right. And then, of course, there's the compliments. I had, I had one person say, um, so it was my author's father who, who he purchased his company from, interestingly enough, and that's how he built his platform on. His father said to him that it was his, his book was so well, he never put it down. And he said, I had no idea that you're such an, such an amazing writer. This is incredible. It sounds like you on every page. I'm so proud of you, son. Wow. <laughs> so that was really cool because at the end of the day, it's not my ideas. Mm. Maybe I'm helping him shape it, but it's his ideas. So he can stand up and confidently say to his dad, yes, it is my book. Gosh, darn it. Yes, yes. So gold. Joshua, this has been an incredible time together. I love the pillars. Love hearing about your journey as a celebrity uh, ghostwriter and how you call out the celebs on something that may not be quite the best that needs to be be their their greatest work, their legacy, right? We want we always want to contribute our best to humanity, to our industry, and you're really helping people do that. So I want to tell people how they can stay connected with you and what are the next steps that they can take to really give their best in the form of ghostwriting and uh, getting their message out, man. Absolutely. There's a couple of different paths that you take. If, if you're an aspiring author who wants to do this thing right, you don't want to you know, skip steps or do the, the, the poor man's version of, of writing a book and launching it and writing a persuasive book. Go to entrepreneurswordsmith.com. Entrepreneurs is plural. Wordsmith. Word and Smith. Entrepreneurswordsmith.com. That's where you'll find the book revenue calculator that allows you to figure out, okay, is the return on investment going to be there? Um, is it the right time for me to, to roll this thing out? It's really easy to, to, to book a manuscript strategy session with me. It's a free 60-minute call. What we're, we're going to do is we're going to take your book idea. And we're going to look at the data to find out if people actually want to buy a book like yours right now. Mm. So, so often people come away from this call realizing, wow, I shouldn't have this in mind. I should shift my idea a little bit and write it this way instead. So the value of that call alone is extraordinary because it saves you years of writing a book that no one, it turns out, is going to want to read. So that's if you're an aspiring author. Put it on for wordsmith.com, or you can check out my YouTube channel. I have almost 100 trainings 
on how to write a persuasive book. Mm-hmm. Uh, just search YouTube, Joshua Lysak. If you're an aspiring big money ghostwriter, you're sick of the $500 project to write my 50,000 word book. You're like, what kind of terrible deal is that? Is that a joke? Right? You want to go from, 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 the, from the small the peanuts and the pennies to the big money that's available out there. One project feeds your family very well for a year. Go to ghostwriteandprosper.com. The first thing you're going to learn are the seven myths that keep most ghostwriters broke as F because they believe these things. And they're very counterintuitive and even surprising. You'd be like, don't all ghostwriters do that? Aren't they supposed to do that to be a good ghostwriter? No, my friend, no. So if you're that uh, aspiring ghostwriter who wants to make the big bucks, go to ghostwriteandprosper.com. So gold. So the two websites, again, www.entrepreneurs, with an S, entrepreneurswordsmith.com. And also the other one is ghostwriteandprosper.com. Dot com, correct? And they can find you, Joshua. Your name is spelled J-O-S-H-U-A. And then Lysic is L-I-S-E-C. That's how they can find you and just search for you on YouTube, on Facebook, anywhere. You are everywhere and you can support them in, in getting their message out, building the authority and really creating a huge impact with their book, man. Uh, I've loved our time together. Really, really fun, man. As have I, Chris. Thank you very much for hosting me today. Absolutely, man. We'll see you soon, okay? From the bottom of my heart, thank you for tuning in. Right now, we've reached the end of this episode, but this is the start of a whole new beginning. Each and every moment, you have an opportunity to rewrite your story. Right here, right now, decide and commit who you are going to be. Think about how you will use these ideas, wisdom, and inspiration to make the difference in your life. What actions will you take today and every day to step into your greatest possible self? Again, a big shout out to our sponsor, EmployeeEscapePlan.com. If you're committed to learning how to truly harness your abilities and passions to serve the people who are hungry and desperate for what you have to offer, make a great income off of your genius, or if you're ready to get more clients to pay you more money, head over to www.employeeescapeplan.com and let Joe know you were sent by Chris. Did you enjoy this episode? Let your friends know about it. Share the website, beyourgps.com and send me some love on social media. If you wanna clarify your vision, uncover blind spots, get more energy, tap into your flow and take massive action, head over to beyourgps.com forward slash coaching to schedule some time into my calendar. Now, master yourself, create your reality and make every day your best day ever.